Hello, everyone. What's going on? Uh, I am John Hassebauer, golf writer for thelines.com. And uh, in this video, we'll be going over everything you need to know about the John Deere Classic. It is 4th of July weekend. Happy 4th of July to everybody. Uh, hope you're having a good time outside. Hopefully, the John Deere Classic doesn't put a damper on your weekend plans, although it will be the week after. But um, any research you guys want to do um, to today, which is Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, in the midst of 4th of July, um, good luck to you. I think this is one of the more forgettable events of the of the calendar season uh definitely the worst field traditionally historically that we've seen on the pga tour last year it was dead last among primary events so non-opposite field events like a corrales or puerto rico open this was the worst of them uh, this is the second year that the john deere classic is being played uh before the scottish open it's it has historically been the week before the open so anybody qualified for the major would obviously skip um to be overseas not be jet lagged the scottish open has always been the same week as the john deere classic before last year so um even though it wasn't a pga tour event it was still going on in the dp world world tour and a lot of the stars justin thomas colin morikawa xander shafle um they were all already kind of going over there so that um, as of last year, became a co-sanctioned event. That will be next week. Um, and I think just because not everybody plays the Scottish Open, um, and now you have an extra week of buffer in between, we have gotten more depth of good players who are qualified for the Open, but still here um, at the John Deere Classic. Um, so it's an, it's an interesting week. There's obviously no star power. Um, there's one player inside the OWGR top 20 here. Um, but last year there were only two top 75 players in the world at the John Deere classic, which is horrendous. Um, legitimately an opposite field caliber field. Um, this year there's, I think 13, there's a lot more depth at the top. It's just missing that star power. Interesting just juxtaposition from last week at the Rocket Mortgage Classic where it was not the deepest field, but it had so many stars, obviously Ricky and uh, Colin duking out at the end, but also guys like uh, Hideki and Justin Thomas, Tony Finau. So there were a lot of big names there. They chose that event to kind of be their last one before they skipped over the pond. Um and alas, they are not here. So everybody here, I think, is like jockeying for position in the uh, FedEx Cup playoffs, which has about 10 events left before we get to, or I think it's less than that, um, before Wyndham. And obviously only the top 70 this year make it. So uh, a lot more competitive to get your points. There's a few good names here who are definitely qualified for the Open that don't need to be here, but maybe they can pick up a win against a softer field. Um, so before we get any further into the John Deere classic, make sure you are subscribed to the lines, YouTube channel, comment, like subscribe, uh, to this video, who you like at the John Deere classic. Um, is there any value on the board at all that you see? Um, it's, you're kind of hard pressed to find it from a DraftKings standpoint. I'm going to be writing my, um, values article shortly after this video. And, uh, yeah, not a ton of names. I don't think there's any names in the six K range that I like this week. There's maybe one or two guys I think are viable to win beyond like a hundred to one. So, 
Uh, an interesting week, but maybe you can find a, a diamond in the rough. Uh, I'll go through my key stats, my model, and point out a couple names that I think could be trending. But uh, all in all, I think there's a very short list of guys who are going to um, put themselves in contention at this event. Um, so I'll share my screen to the uh, tournament preview article. As always, you can go to the odds and golf drop down. And by the time this video is posted, you should be able to go straight to this tournament preview article. You can also find it on the homepage right here. Russell Henley's uh, wonderful face. Um, spoiler alert. After reading through this, you'll see, I, I really like Russell Henley this week. He has his courses, obviously the, the short positional iron heavy courses. And this is uh, yet another one of those. It has a, a lot more nuance, I would say to TPC deer run than your traditional positional course. Um, but success on positional courses has proven to be pretty translatable to success at the John Deere Classic. Um, I would say the executive summary of what we want to look for at uh, a player to contend at this event, just kind of judging by uh, those who have done well in the past. Uh, iron play, definitely a premium, specifically from inside 150 yards. There's not a ton of approaches with your long irons beyond 200 plus, uh, that was pretty similar at, at the rocket mortgage as well. Um, last week, so rocket mortgage, Detroit golf club, still a good comp. If you played well the week before, um, you should be able to, you know, channel a similar game plan and do well here. Plenty of examples of, um, players who have overlapping success at rocket mortgage in this event. Um, and the, uh, the travelers is another event at TBC river highlands that has had a really strong overlap. Jordan Spieth, um, I believe he's won the travelers. Um, yeah, he, he's won at both events actually in like dramatic hole out from the bunker fashion. Um, and, uh, JT Poston was somebody that, uh, if you were watching this video or reading my articles last year, uh, you know, I was pretty high on JT Poston because, uh, you can channel a similar game plan at TPC River Highlands um, and kind of parlay that into success here. JT Poston was a surprise runner-up finisher at the Travelers in the week before this event last year. Now there's been some reshuffling, so that event was two weeks prior this year. Um, but comp course history is always something that I lean heavily on and spend a lot of my time researching um, to figure out um, but just by the shots you need to hit the look of the course, the types of premium skill sets you need. Um, TBC river Highlands is definitely one that I'm looking at from two weeks ago, who was, uh, you know, impressing there and maybe stood out, um, without maybe the most obvious form, uh, that we think can kind of channel that and turn into success here. Uh, there is one player who has a pretty similar resume to JT Poston that we'll get to one of my long shots here. Um, that had a, a runner-up finish at the Travelers that I think could be this year's JT Poston. Um, so let's get into the article itself. I will skip ahead. We've kind of talked about um, key stats already. Key stats, um, you can find that at the bottom of my article right here. Um, so just recap approach. I think around the green is actually a little bit more important here than your traditional birdie fest. Uh, yes, the winning score is going to get to 20 under par here it is easy scoring conditions and you need to make a ton of birdies. Um, but there's some elevation change here. The, the rough is penal. 
although the fairways are wide and the greens are fairly large, you're still going to miss some greens of regulation and there's some pretty tricky shots. So um, just looking at uh, just total strokes gained at this course, how guys are getting it done, um, being good around the green has been sort of a separator here. Um, so last week at Detroit, didn't care whatsoever, didn't put around the green in my model at all. This week, I think it's pretty important. Even if you're the best iron player, you are going to need to scramble and get up and down. So still an important stat and maybe something that differentiates uh, TBC uh, deer run more so than most of the other easy positional golf courses on the PGA Tour. Uh, good drives game. I kind of struggled going back and forth with driving accuracy, driving distance. And usually when I can't really tell which one is more beneficial, I just kind of um, compromise on good drives gain. Uh, you know, Dylan Fratelli, Bryson DeChambeau have won here. They are longer, not accurate players, although that was a skinnier version of Bryson. Uh, he was still not a plotter by any means. He still had plenty of distance when he won. Um, but then you have your JT Postons of the world. And Daniel Berger's played well here. Um, so Zach Johnson, definitely a plotter who's always played well here. So you can kind of get it done either way. So for me, that's if you're hitting it far, putting yourself in good position, but not hitting fairways. I think that still works here. Um, so I compromise on good drives gained. And then par four scoring is really just a recent form stat, but we saw what JT Poston. He didn't really have any course history going into this event last year, but he showed great form. He found something the week before, and he parlayed that into a win. Um, so just recent form stats, immediate form, like last 12 rounds. Um, I think that's pretty important for this course. Uh, there's really... You know, course history is very hit or miss here. There are guys who play well every single year, like Zach Johnson, Steve Stricker, and there are guys like uh Hoot and uh and Grio, I believe, uh finished runner up last year in their debuts. So uh you can do it either way. This is not a course that you need to like learn, understand, and and know the shots. You can kind of show up and um you know give a good crack at it. So course history pretty low for me this week. Easy course history for sure. Putting, you got to get to 20 under, so putting is pretty important. Bent grass greens this week, three putt avoidance on pretty large and undulated greens. That's been pretty um, crucial here. And uh, course history low on, but comp course history very high on. So those are all the key stats I'm looking for. You can, again, check out my article for a more in-depth view on the players who are uh, excelling in those areas. Uh, and then last but not least, before we get to the... Model itself, just a look at uh, more specs on the course. You can see the hole-by-hole -hole breakdown in the scorecard below. We are working with 7,200 yards as a par 71, so not very long. Fast bent grass greens, above average uh, green size, fairway size, and some thick rough. So um, not like an extreme one way or the other. It's not an extremely short course. It's not an extremely narrow course. It kind of has a mix of both. If you spray it off the tee and you're a bomber, it's definitely not a bombing gouge course, but if you're in control of your drives, you can definitely pull driver a lot more often here than you might at like a, a Sedgefield or uh Harbor town, like Harbor town. I didn't even put as a comp course, although it's short and positional. Um, I just, I think you can get away with pulling driver a lot more often here and you're not really forced to lay up. There are some forced layup holes, but in general, um, if you're an accurate driver of the ball, you can use that um, on repeat here. 
looking at the comp courses, we mentioned the last two weeks of TPC River Highlands and Detroit Golf Club. Those are my two favorite comps for uh, for this week. Sedgefield is another one. JT Poston has one at both. Um, that's the host of the Wyndham Championship. So that's one where some of the elite putters start to jump out a little bit and you don't need driving distance to separate from the field. Uh, TPC Twin Cities and TPC Craig Ranch of the other TPC courses that are birdie fest. I think those are the most translatable. Craig Ranch a lot more open than what we see at Deer Run, but I think you'll get a similar uh, winning score total. Would would also note that at Craig Ranch, it's been pretty soft conditions uh, due to rain for most of the years we go there. Um, and at TPC Deer Run, it looks like it's going to be pretty firm. Um, at least for now, I got to double check the weather, um, see if anything changes over the course of the week, but I think you should get a slightly firmer course in, uh, Silvis, Illinois than we have seen in, um, Texas. And then lastly, um, country club at Jackson, I think is a pretty good comp as a driver heavy, uh, birdie fest, not, not a primary, uh, comp course, but on a second tier, Oakdale, host of the latest Canadian Open, I think works very well as a comp. Uh, also on Bedgrass Greens in sort of the northern North America. And uh, Pebble Beach, I think, has has these quirks of like elevation change. Um, still short. You can hit some drivers for sure, but not, um, you know, not a pure birdie fest, but you definitely have to make a lot of birdies there. I, I think Pebble Beach is a very sneaky one way more exposed to the wind and elements than what we're going to get in the quad cities. Um, but as far as just like a quirky terrain with elevation change where the accurate plotters have had some success, I think Pebble Beach is, is definitely a good sneaky one. And if you're into Pebble Beach, they are playing the Women's U.S. Open this week. So you can check that out. Um, one of my favorite courses, I'm sure I will be checking it out. Um, got a bet on Rojang too. That's our girl. So, uh, we'll see. She's probably like 16 to one at this point, but that is for another show. Um, okay. Let's then move it on to the model itself. And I will pull that up right here. Um, okay. So I've already gone through the key stats. I won't go column for column to be repetitive you can see the weighting up top on how important i see each of these stats uh, but just in priority order comp course history for sure um there's not really a one-to-one course that i like as a comp so that compilation of similar positional and easy courses um i think it's going to go a very long way in predicting who plays well this week uh, strokes gain approach as always and then a combination here of these uh, proximity buckets to get a weighted 75 to 150. I'm going to be looking very closely at that. And then the par fives, there are three of them, and they're all between 550 to 600. Got a score on those. We saw with Ricky Fowler last week that um, I think he played them. Um, yeah, he played them basically like he birdied all but one par five. I, I want to say last week. So really took advantage of the par fives. If you can do that, it makes everything else a lot less stressful. That that's definitely the case, even though it's uh, only three of them at TPC deer run, it's very important to capitalize on the par fives because they are all gettable and reachable. That is the one area where if you do have plus driving distance, I think that's how you exploit it the most. 
other than that, a lot of putting and easy scoring condition birdie um, or better gain stats that kind of feed into the model. So taking that all together, um, looking at the top 10 of the model, number one is Eric Cole. It's a little surprising, but um, I think when you see his odds this week, he, he really is in that like 30 to 35 to one range. I actually kind of expect him to be closer to half that. Um, obviously the, the model and the betting odds don't always, uh, match. Um, but he's been very solid, the front runner to be the rookie of the year. This is an event where rookies have gotten their first wins at, um, Spieth and DeChambeau are examples of that. Um, and this is a place where if you just have talent overall, you can, you can just show up here and do well. So, um, I like Eric Cole's chances here. He's better off on courses that reward accuracy over distance, good putter, good approach player, very consistent, reliable short game. So this seems like this should be a good fit for him. And I actually think 35 to one is a good number. Um, Emiliano Grillo, number two, he was a runner up here last year. Denny McCarthy at number three, Ryder Cup bubble player now. So maybe he comes in a little bit motivated. Uh, Russell Henley, number four. Love Russell Henley this week. I'm surprised he wasn't higher. If I had to guess before I put this together, I would have thought he would be number one in the model. Um, but yeah, so so much to like about Russell Henley. He's number four. Uh, Mark Hubbard, number five. Nick Taylor, six. Bezade Newt, number seven. He joined Grio as a runner-up here to JT Poston last year in his debut. So this could be a course fit for him. And he's been pretty consistent this year. Uh, somebody I'll be considering for a top 20 bet. We'll see what his odds look like. Uh, Nate Lashley, number eight, very good on, um, on the comp courses, just thinking off the top of my head. I know he's played well at, at, um, Pebble and he's won at Detroit golf club. So, um, somebody who may be due for better results here, Matt Kuchar, number nine, makes sense on a short course and Brandon Todd, number 10 also makes sure makes sense on a short course. Um, that is the model I, I would say as far as like trends, Iron players are jumping out here. Obviously, comp course history goes a lot into this. All of these guys are consistently strong on the comp courses. Um, and it does look like primarily the accurate, more precise ball strikers are rising up to the top. There's not a ton of guys in my model rising who are these like more bomb and gouge, like Patrick Rogers and even Steven Yeagers of the world. They're They're not as high here. And Cameron Young who is the odds-on favorite this week. You can see he is uh, all the way down at 19. He is a great talent, but not in good form right now. And somebody that I will continue to fade. I have seen him as long as 20 to one, um, but he's one of those guys that's kind of just off my board right now until he shows any form. Um, he's really looking lost with the putter and this is a putting contest. So don't love his chances here. Not afraid to, um, to fade him. You're listening to the Lines.com Podcast Network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sportsbooks all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. 
Check out the Lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Stephen Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Bet basketball, baseball, or hockey with a risk-free bet up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up and use bonus code THELINES and you're on your way with the king of sportsbooks. Get the BetMGM app today and use promo code THELINES to make a risk-free bet up to $600. This is a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call one 800 5 522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. So, Switching into my bets this week, um, short card, just five. Last week, I had bet 11 guys. Testament to the depth of the field this week. I think there's really only 20 guys that I would pick that have a discernible chance to win this tournament. It's a really um, weak, short of depth field. Um, once you get past the top like 50 players in this field, it's a pretty precipitous drop off. So uh, I didn't want to build a, a, a super long card, and I don't think this is an extremely volatile um, birdie. It is a birdie fest, but I don't think it's like a putting contest. Anybody could win. I think there is still some skill in the ball striking and the short game that you need in order to generate those birdie opportunities. Um, so Russell Henley, number one, well, the first player on my card. He's fourth in my model. Um, since it's a short card, I'm going to just pop up his um, stat profile page on fantasy national, just so you can kind of see uh, more specifically what he's been doing more recently. Uh, we know with Henley, the approach play is always going to be his bread and butter. He has four consecutive top twenties in some really good fields here. Uh, all four of these fields were really strong. Uh, obviously he picked up his win in the fall swing against a much weaker field, but we know he can take care of business on uh, against weaker competition. He went through a little spell right here um, where he just could not putt at all. And he still won in the midst of that, which is, which is very interesting, uh, but very encouraging to see how much he's flipped it around, even at the masters, which isn't shown here. I believe he led the field in putting. So he definitely figured something out. This is a level week. So he's really only had one bad putting performance recently. We should expect the approach play to be good. One of the most accurate drivers in this field. And if you look at John Deere history, it's it's pretty unflappable. It's, drop my mic there for a second. There we go. We're back. Um, it, pretty consistent. Three top 30s, uh, runner-up in 2019 and 11th in 2021. Um, if he can gain 
off the tee. We know he can spike on approach and he's never lost on putting. So Russell Hundley is one of those guys that I just knew I was going to put on my betting card, regardless of the number. I was hoping to get a 20, uh, ended up with a 19. So close enough. We will take that. Uh, my second player that I bet, uh, off the odds board was Eric Cole. He's number one of my model. You can see all of the reasons there are to love um, Cole this week. He's second in immediate form over the last 36 rounds. Um, first in birdie about a game, first in uh, three-putt avoidance, which is very interesting. Um, early strong signs on comp courses in his rookie season. 12th on approach top 10 in both easy scoring conditions and par five scoring. So um, just a player that the model loves. Maybe this is a, a Wyndham Clark type of week where we've seen it in the stat models and we're waiting for it to materialize into a win. Uh, he's put himself into contention. He nearly won the Honda classic. So he has been knocking on the door, was very close to the Canadian open as well. Um, I don't think 35 to one is bad odds. Uh, so I'll take my chances there. Um, Adam Shank, 35 to one on Adam Shank. Maybe that is a bad number, but I was also uh, very committed to playing him no matter what, uh, has some pretty local ties here. He grew up about five miles, five hours, um, from here. He grew up on a farm. So there's the John Deere tractor narrative, of course, um, three top tens over his last five starts. So the trending form is there multiple top tens, um, over the last four years at the John Deere classic. Loves this course, very sensible fit. The approach game continues to trend up and up. One of the better putters in this field, although it's been a little bit more volatile in recent weeks. We can show what Adam Shank's uh, form looks like here. Uh, and yeah, he, he's back to gaining here. Gained 3.5 at the Rocket Mortgage, gained uh, five strokes at... Uh, the Charles Schwab. So he's somebody, and he should have won the Valspar, had an unfortunate break on the 18th hole, gained seven strokes there. So this is somebody who can really separate with the putter. The approach looks really good. The driver is on a string right now, and he's hitting it far. He's gaining distance. So um, just a good rising player. And these are not like dismissible top tens. The Rocket Mortgage is actually a pretty good field. Memorial's obviously a great field, and Charles Schwab was a good field. So I can look past Adam Shank missing a U.S. Open cut, and he basically missed it on the number at both there and the Travelers. So uh, T to Green, he's been great. I know Adam Shank 35 to 1 sounds disgusting, but um, there's not a lot of better options here. And, um, you know, I, I think he's a great fit for what you need to do with this course. Um, so those three were quick bets. I knew I was going to bet Cole Henley and Shank. After that, it got a little bit more tricky. Um, just some ugly names in like the 30 to 40 to 50 range. Um, I skipped that range and went with a couple other long shots. I went with, with Chez Reavy here. Um, Reavy, I got at 80 to one. This is somebody who just follows that JT Poston, um, trend from last year, which was, kind of negligible form, then got to TPC River Highlands. Something clicked. He finished runner-up there, um, and you can channel that same sort of game plan. He's been a better putter this season than ever before. He has, like, three career top 20s at the John Deere Classic. It's a, it's a course that suits him. He can hit a bunch of these fairways, lean on the approach play, which is continuing to trend. He's sixth in this field. Um, definitely very good in those shorter 
um, shorter buckets. He's uh, you know top twenty in proximity, seventy five to one fifty. So I think that's going to be important this week um, for eighty to one. Why not? There's not many other better viable options this yeah. week in a, in a very thin field. And then lastly, it's Lashley. Um, I got him at one ten to one. I'll pull up his player page as well. Somebody who won the Rocket Mortgage Classic in 2019, um, really trending with the approach play, although uh, he had a good first round and then kind of lost it the next three rounds. Um, but somebody who is capable in easy conditions of spiking with the putter and spiking with um, approach. I love seeing Wells Fargo, Byron Nelson, and Canadian Open that he's gained five plus strokes on approach and gained putting in each of those as well. That's a recipe for making a ton of birdies. Um, you just need to turn around the off the tee stuff. I think that's the last piece that he's been uh, needing to really contend more often. He was third at the Puerto Rico Open in easy conditions. And you can see at the John Deere, he's had mixed results, but um, you know, 26 for Nate Lashley at this event is not too bad. Uh, I'm not trace. I'm not chasing uh, course history religiously this week. So any positive signs, I'll take that uh, and I'll run with it. So that is the card for the John Deere Classic. It's short and sweet. Um, I think there's a lot of different ways you can go this week, but I do think it's not a week, at least for me personally, that I'm building on a giant card exposure to a lot of these long shots. I don't think these long shots have much of a chance to contend. Um, and I would feel very strongly that's the winner this week is somebody from the 40 to one odds and, and shorter. Um, that would be my stance of the week. Um, but anyway, that's going to do it for me. Thank you as always for watching. If you have any questions, feel free to hit me up. Um, on Twitter at PGA Tout or in the Lines Discord, which is linked in this description. Thank you again, and best of luck with all your bets at the John Deere Classic.